Listen to subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to The Table of Truth. This is your man, Cam. With me, as always, is... The other Cam, Cam Square, a.k.a. Hotep Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that meme, actually. <laughs> and uh, also with me is... Uh, this is Josh, aka Apocalypse, aka DJ Toss Grenades, aka the Bluetooth Assassin. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, BKA is Boss Bis Basmati. <laughs> <laughs> the Boss Basmati. There we go. Welcome, fellas, to another action-packed adventure of the Table of Truth. Very excited to be back. Very. <laughs> We're still alive, so that's a plus. I know. Actually, you know, that's, that's how you started off. Actually, fellas, how you doing? Uh, outside of looking like uh, Riza pre Wu Tang, uh, <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm rocking a COVID uh, I'm, hairdo and goatee. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, you know, I know how to cut hair. And so, like, I didn't even think about the people that always go to the barber, like, you know, because people go like weekly. So they're always getting a nice, fresh cut and stuff like that. And then, same with the beard, too, because I have nice trimmers and make sure everything's good. So, like, this whole time, I've been pretty decent you know i do my hair weekly or whatever but i will see some other my other friends who've been bald for like as long as i've known them and now mm. they got the freaking like just got out of oz jail <laughs> fro nice the, they got the, the gray peeking through <laughs> they looking like clyde drexler when he played for the rockets wow dude don't, all don't blaspheme don't blaspheme <laughs> Rocking that clyde yeah, is eternal clyde is eternal I mean, some of the entrepreneurial barbers are, uh, you know, making little, little little COVID stops, talking to people ahead of time, and then be like, yo, I'm going to be at this person's house for one hour. That's all you get. <laughs> wow. I mean, the spot around my way, <clears throat> they put up um, plastic shower curtains in between each uh, barber chair. Mm, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they put up plastic barber curtains. Um, they do a thermometer. They do a, a thermostat check. A th- thermostat. A thermometer check. Uh, for every person that comes in, writes down the person's temperature, like they log it in the whole nine yards, and those dudes are gloved up and masked up the entire day. Yep, that's smart. Nah, if you want to keep a business, you got to do that. All, the, especially in New York City, man. All the um, a lot of the places I used to DJ at, a lot of the like you know well-known bars and clubs and stuff, they're all just shuddering, and it's to the point where it's like they're at a point. It's at a point now where bars has been open for. 30, 40 years mm-hmm. are gone, but go to Times Square, freaking Chipotle's and freaking TGI Friday's and Applebee's was bubbling. Dude, I <laughs> walked like, down Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn uh, sometime last week and you can say rest in peace to like about a fifth of the stuff that, that was open over there. So bad. It's, it's not quite a wasteland and a lot of places are figuring out the whole uh the dining outdoors thing so a lot of places what they're doing is just building um building seating uh seating spaces in what used to be parking spots like they basically mm. just bogarted the whole thing like yo so this is what we're putting this is what we're putting up so that we can open up for business so a lot of places are doing stuff in the back and then in the front instead of front of house indoors they're doing outdoors in parking spaces in front of the in front of their establishment i don't know man i'm not risking at all to go to applebee's 
just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> you risking like it not... go to Apple. You risking it all going to Applebee's <laughs> before this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, even. I mean, I'm in the suburbs in the L in SoCal, so it they they did the same thing where they just turned the the downtown one street or whatever. They just turned that. They closed that street and then they have like outdoor seating and stuff. And then there's like a neighborhood bar that's near us that's been open since 54 or 55. Mm-hmm. And they figured out, they had a huge parking lot. They were always packed. So now they just turn half that parking lot into an outdoor seating space. Mm. Trying to make that work. So, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy, dude. Like California has been spiking and, you know, we're we're now, us in Texas are pretty much what New York used to be. And um, it's just, and honestly, it's just, it literally is just from people just being negligent. All that really what it comes down to. Because even around here. Like when you go into places, people wear masks and stuff like that. But then if you're just um, like walking around, like I do my morning walk every morning and like it's literally me, this old Chinese lady and an old white lady that have masks on. Everybody else is just out here willy nilly. It's like, yo, it's jeez. Man, I don't I don't get like not wearing a mask. Uh, this I mean, I, yeah, I, I, especially when I go run around the park. I mean, yes, I'm tired. Yes, it sucks. But I also look at it as like training in a hyperbolic chamber. Like basically, I was like, "Watch when this mask come off, though. How many laughs about it around this park?" <laughs> Wait, Don't hear me crazy. on your on, on your true. left, on yep. your left. That's, that's going nice. to be me at the park with, without the mask. So I, I yeah. figured this, this handicap is cool. Now, it don't bother me now. So yeah, I mean, it's also like I was explaining to somebody too. It's like you know, it at the end of the day, if you really want to get really numbers to numbers, like less than 1% of our population in the United States has or has or had COVID. But at the same time, you know, though that's a, and then there's like, you know, 100,000, 130,000 now has passed away. That's 130,000 people that passed away that would have not passed away if COVID wasn't around. And that's right. the part that people really don't get. And because they don't have like anecdotal, like someone I know or some cousin or of a, of a, whatever, then they're kind of just like, eh, it's not that serious. And I'm just like, it's serious, but it's not serious, but it's serious. Right, and right, so right. So it's like, it, it's very, it doesn't take much to kind of just keep it chill. But the fact that people don't even want to do the bare minimum is the reason why our own Americanness literally is going to be freaking, uh, you know, is the reason why we're in this mess that, as, it, as it is. Yeah. Um, but on the bright side, I've saved fifteen percent with my Geico discount. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to look at the bright side here. I guess the the bright side through all this and not to switch lanes is just that COVID has been good to me diet wise. I mean, I lost ten pounds from Ramadan, gained it back with a fateful mistake of one week of just eating carbs and fried food, and lost it again because COVID kind of forces me to not that I didn't like to cook at home, but it's kind of made me eat a certain way and uh i've been pretty strict on it and so i've I've found some positives through covid through uh, group chats meditation stuff uh being able to pray uh, appropriately um being a muslim so like i'm always at home for the most part and uh mm-hmm. it's been pretty chill i mean just dealing with that and outside of the other episodes jumanji episodes going on in the world uh covid even though it's serious is like for me it's been a positive thing and I, I granted i do live in a bubble so with work from home and whatnot i don't really i'm not really feeling the effects of the economy and not being able to work and so i feel kind of guilty when i when i do say hey i don't feel like we should go back to work because it's a national crisis but right. i'm also speaking out of out of turn because i'm speaking for the people who have to go to work 
But again, I also scale back and say, maybe we could adapt some socialist ideas to help the world out, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what heresy do you speak? <laughs> Why do you hate America? Socialism. Brother? Socialism. <laughs> isn't, that what that, isn't that what that $200 check was? <laughs> Yo, I got that. Don't, uh, tell, the, don't tell Republicans that. Did you guys get the, the, the letter that comes along with it? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I actually... Well, it's not even a brag. I, I mean, I didn't even qualify for it. So I didn't even look to see if I had it in the mail, but I didn't get it. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, so. yeah I got it because I was uh, freelancing half and I worked for half. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the the letter itself was just retarded, dude. It was just so like, it just didn't, it was like, it's so like propaganda-ish and like, it just didn't feel real. Like, what is this? It looked like it was a prop from a movie set or something like that. Basically, was it like, don't bite the hand that feeds you? Remember who got you out nah, of Nah, it was like, you know, you know <laughs> hey, you you know, we're Americans and we're going to get through this and this is something oh, to help God. you out and blah, 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 blah. And don't forget, you know, da, da, da. and they like had signed Donald Trump and it was just like, dude. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't take a photo, sorry, you didn't take a photo of it? Oh, I still have it. Okay, take a photo <laughs> of it, post it, let us see it in the private chat so you know, I can read it. No, it's just bad, man. But yeah, I mean, and then, you know, now what's going on is, you know, all those provisions that happened at the beginning of this was like, what, March? They're all expiring now. So you have all these people about to get um, evicted from their apartments because the furlough is over. That pause is over. Um, The extra 600 bucks they were given for unemployment, that's going away too. Like It started going away at the end of last week, and it goes all the way to the 31st. And then depending on which state you're in, states are starting to figure out what the uh, things to do. So California is trying to um, pass a law before it expires so that they can just go ahead and extend it until the end of December whether the government gets their ish together or not. Yeah, I don't know what New York's doing. Yeah, I don't really know either. But yeah, like, there hasn't been there hasn't been much on it, so I have no idea. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's kind of nuts. I think in general it's like there's still people that are resisting that it's that things are not going to go back to where they they were. I'm not even going to say normal. I'm just going to say the the way they were. Mm-hmm. And so like that's the part that people are still kind of struggling with. Like, say for like New York's the best example where, you know, New York has a huge retail and service industry and that's gone. Like everyone that was waiters and bartenders and all that, like their job is gone. Then it's not coming back for at least another year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are all these people going to do? They're going to be post off postmen now or freaking work at Con Ed. Like, you know, they have to figure that out, you know? And so, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. I mean, just, <sighs> What 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 boggles my mind is if they're this concerned about getting the economy back on track, if they're this concerned about you know just in general sort of you know jump jump starting jump starting money changing hands, taking away people's extra dough, and I'm not suggesting that it stays six hundred dollars because I think that that I think that was that was that was that was a wild start to begin with. I think that's a lot of dough. I mean. I'm not complaining. I was on unemployment, so whatever. But um, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of dough. Like that, that yeah. and, and well, and, and it, they messed up because going anywhere. <laughs> well, they messed up because like when they did that, they didn't calculate that the people that would be on it are the people that are within those industries. So like right. the majority of people that were getting you know the unemployment, they weren't making that. So they were making more on unemployment mm. than they were in their regular job, which is yes. another whole conversation in itself sure and that that just goes back to we should be having a, a you know a standardized minimum wage of 15 dollars. you know that kind of stuff so so now if 
you're on a, like I have a couple friends that are like they're younger, they're gamers and stuff. So yeah, for real, they got they got they got um, furloughed and stuff. So yeah, their unemployment check was definitely way more than what they were making at their job, and they were you know they're 24, 25, working at the casino or something like that, making 10, 12 bucks an hour. So right. unemployment is definitely more. But then if you're like say in the entertainment industry, you're a designer or something like that, then like you're based and then you know you got you went on unemployment. You're basically around that round, but you're not that level. So if you're getting not, you're getting six hundred that extra six hundred, that six hundred gets cut. Now you're down to like what is it two seventy something, almost three mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you went from nine hundred bucks a week for four months to now you're getting two like three hundred bucks. <laughs> mm. It's like yo that, but it's that 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 level of disparity, but also the level of uh, lack of awareness from from jump like. In my head, if they would have actually calculated what people were actually, you know, because they yes. can, in the UK it's different. Like they do, um, I think they do. I was talking to Phil. They do like seventy percent of your pay. I think that's what it is for a, a, a certain amount, like eighteen months or something like mm-hmm. that. So it doesn't matter what you make. You got, yeah, laid off, whatever. You get seventy percent for a set amount of time. I think it's twelve to eighteen months, something like that. But that makes it universal for everyone, and it makes it organized. I'm like, see, that makes sense. Like. Doesn't matter what you make, but you can get seventy percent of it, which is you know still not your full thing, but it's way better than what you know before, and it makes it universal for everybody. So just like just that level of thinking is like what we don't have in our government. So sure, <laughs> so, but it's okay. There's 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 more important things to talk about, like who's getting mad on Twitter. <laughs> People are getting mad on Twitter. I've never <laughs> noticed. Wait, well, right for that. The right question is to ask: What are people getting mad about on Twitter for? So before before we get to what we're going to talk about, uh, one small antidote. So um, on Twitter, Twitter has a large, like you know, artistic you know situation. A lot of people are on there, blah blah blah. Um, so, anyways, one artist was basically saying how you know, hey, when you want to get better and you want to do some things, like you really, um, you still got to be good. Like you could put in the time, you can have 10,000 followers, all that kind of stuff. But like at the end of the day, if you wanted to get a job in the industry at this high level, at a pro level, you got to be good. And so a lot of users didn't like that. They're just like, well, you know, we worked hard and blah, blah, blah. Like who said, who's to say if we're good or not? And then the artist is like, I mean, if you're shitty, you're shitty, dude. Like you still got to be good. (laughs) And that was like a controversial thing that a full-on conversation and threads about. And one one really accomplished concept artist kind of broke it down. And she's like, look, unfortunately, in this kind of uh, time, you have to basically uh, let people know, like, yes, I recognize that you're working hard, but you still got to be good. <laughs> you still got to yeah. do your homework. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about, you know, uh, being a uh, part-time film guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad our people are making movies, but it's still got to be good quality movies. Are, are you At trying the to the day. Be, yeah. besmirch the name of the classic Joanna Man? Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm just wow. saying, like, I, look, I'm all about supporting, and uh, this, this could go into a whole deeper rabbit hole, but I'm all about supporting, but I just don't, I'm not going to support anything. And there is a sentiment amongst the community who's like, well, you don't hold the same standard for the non black folks. I'm like, yeah, I do. Bad movies are bad movie. When it comes to my personal opinion of how art, like, do I want to support everything black, and especially in this climate? Hell yeah, I do. But I'm a, I'm gonna be uh, critical. You're gonna be objective of, about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be, I'm gonna turn Vegeta and and, and call out names <laughs> <when it's slim. laughs> that are not real movies. Out <laughs> and don't encapsulate what's really going on in the street. But you know, I digress. Anyway, carry on. Peace, 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 peace. <laughs> well, I. I, I 
I just saw a whole like you know conversation about um, uh, Love Jones and how it's really not that good of a movie, and that shit was, <sighs> that shit was hilarious and... because it, it was not like it wasn't true that what she was saying. It was just funny the passion that she had. <laughs> that is a landmine, though. If you step on that, you better be prepared for the smoke that follows because people it was love. It's a toxic movie. <laughs> I mean, people love that movie like they like they quote unquote favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yep. Which, oh God. <laughs> which both can be toxic at various degrees. Yeah. For the audience that doesn't know, if you're a uh, Twitter person like I am and follow certain people or pay attention to the news, you may mm-hmm. have, or may have not heard that Talib Kweli, who was once championed as the uh, person who fought the online racist on Twitter has now been um, ridiculed for kind of harassing black women. And from personal experience, I don't know about the harassment, but I have heard of a story or two of, I think, Rez, who used to um, tour with him or perform with him, had some issues with Talib. I don't know. It was about music and some other personal stuff. I don't know the details of that. However. I personally used to follow Talib because I'm a fan of Black Star, Most Deaf. I'm a fan of his work with uh, high tech, et cetera, et cetera. But I just noticed, man, it was like every time I look on my timeline, man, uh, Talib is arguing with somebody aunties or like somebody about this, that, and whatever. And I thought it was just me. And I personally uh, DM'd a couple uh, folks and was like, yo, what's up with this Talib dude? Why are you always arguing? And they just like, man, he's been like that. So. I don't know. I was I muted him, blocked him, and I just let him go off. And he'd be arguing to be arguing. And then finally, I think the last straw was this um, user named Maya Angelique. And she had posted a tweet that was made to address colorism and desirability politics within the, within the black community. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked at the tweet, but I, I don't know. I I'm, Maybe I'm not that smart. I just didn't. I don't know. It was just a conversation I wasn't ready to engage with and I didn't look into it. But apparently Talib Kweli, because he was on that list, I guess he searches his name. And, man, like when you search your name, you're always asking for it. So Yeah, true. But I think he searched his name, saw that, responded. And he had quite a few words, choice words. So And then he was harassing her. They were going back and forth. And then people were kind of just looking at Talib like, yo, you need to chill, dude. And I, like I said, I muted him and I hit people up. And they was basically like saying he's just a great-A asshole. The my my earthy friends, my earthy female friends, favorite rappers, favorite rapper. Earthy sounds so nasty, but go ahead. (laughs) My my incense and frankincense and myrrh type women, you know, out there. Uh, this is y'all favorite rapper harassing black women at that. So I don't know. And allegedly, allegedly, quote unquote, (laughs) he had some entanglement. See what I did there? (laughs) Well played. Well played. Famous words. Famous or infamous Sarah J. And those who are familiar with the culture know who Sarah J and her resume is. But yeah, that's Talib. What a week. Jeez. Uh, in, in fairness. Before, you about to defend your Brooklynite? I, 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 I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rep for, for, for my Brooklynite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alright. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, in, in defense, Talib has always been this way. And any any perceived offense, any 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 anything, and if your name lands in his mouth, 
I mean, if you, if his name lands in your mouth, rather, know that he's gonna say something. Like if he if he gets hold of it, it's 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 gonna be smoke. That's just how he rolls, and he's always been this way. Like pre pre social media, I can't tell you how many times I came across like a conversation where like, yo, Talib was at a show, and dot 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 dot. You know, because he got wind of something that somebody said and he didn't like it. And so he aired them out on the stage because that's just what he does. Um, <clears throat> at this point, I'm used to it. Like he's just, that that's that's who he is. Like if you if he if he takes offense to something or doesn't like something you said, he's going to air you out. That's just that's just that's just how he moves. Um, so he's an asshole. I will not co-sign that. Well, you know what it is. Well, it's also too that just kind of the nature of social too, where it's like the the one thing that I think for social media, and we're getting to an apex of it now, Mm -hmm. is that like people still have Twitter fingers, so it doesn't really matter. Like having a civil discourse over Twitter, of course, is just horrible. So it's like you usually what normally happens is someone says something that triggers you, then you just get all, you get all aggravate, uh, aggro about it. And he probably just took, quote unquote, took it too far. But, and then what it made it worse is that I'm, I'm reading up on it too, as a lot of his followers were starting to attack her as well, which is oh, even worse. So it's like, it doesn't even matter if they, if they, if them two have beef or whatever the disagreement is. Now you're bringing extra quote unquote followers that are like, you know, waving the flag and all that dumb crap or whatever. And that's another thing that happens a lot too, where, you know, you like me and Josh can't have a Twitter roar back and forth because now I got my, my homies are just trying to get at you too. So it just doesn't matter. And then also in this, literally the, the, how the climate of social media is what's going on in the world, like picking a fight publicly on social media with another person, a black woman is necess- not necessarily the greatest thing to be doing, whether you're right or wrong, doesn't matter, period. So it just, it was just all, it, it basically, it just kept being negative. Every time I read up more on it, I was just like, strike, 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 strike. There, it doesn't even matter if he was, if he was even close to being right. Like it doesn't even matter anymore. So I think that that's the other aspect too. And then also like, there's people on Twitter that like to argue. He's one of those people. Like there's a, and, and I think that's the other aspect of it too. Like uh, I, I liken it to um, John Boyega when he started calling out Star Wars fans. Oh, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's and he, yo, he killed that shit. And it was comedy because I was talking to another person that was kind of like, well, I felt it was a little bit unprofessional for him. And then I was just like, no, I agree with you. But, you know, on Twitter, people are shitty all the time. And so they rarely ever does a, um, a person that gets that you know, negative energy like ever call it out so usually they just ignore it or they just keep it moving or whatever and like he actually had the time so he took that like hour and yo he was loving the most gifts the the biting comments like he was in it and it was so comedy because he was just it was all effortlessly he didn't disrespect anyone he was just making fun of people and i was and i was laughing because like you kind of need that discourse to kind of slap people in their face to be like yo these people that you're yelling at are real too and so mm-hmm. i think that aspect of it gets lost a lot so on um, going back to talib he should not have had that that public conversation anyways, period. But, you know, for someone like him like that likes to freaking argue, and, and then I'm reading it now, like the, the number of tweets is even ridiculous too. So he was way going overboard. But at the same time, it's just like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, man, just just anything social, social and, and argument is not going to be a good thing ever. It just doesn't matter. Just... I'm going to keep it banned with y'all. Carly was high-key annoying as hell on Twitter. Everybody yeah. was a Nazi. 
everybody's yep. racist. I mean, sure, he, cool. He was a champion of of social injustice, blah blah blah. He probably put Don Lemon on a straight and narrow, which I have to give him a hand clap again. Fair. That to, was an interview too. That was I a have great reference. Interview, yeah. Yeah, I have to reference the 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 MF Doom like change from Don Lemon could probably be attributed to Tyler Crowley. However, his name is Don X. Yeah, Lemon. Yeah. However, Lemon. Uh, I've been feeling the same sentiment. Like again, all my homegirls that I know that's into hip hop or like like low key like this conscious rap. Talib is their like quote unquote. He's the the the, the women's people's champ kind of thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And to sit here and, and hear and see these tweets of him just basically harassing a woman who had a conversation, it was taken the wrong way or out of context. Um, and Talib is just that dude that just like to argue with just anybody. I'm like, yo, chill, but you like, you like, you, you maxing out. You're going Debo on Twitter for no reason. Like, you know what it is? I'll explain it. I'll explain it. I got the time. When. He he's one of those dudes. And again, this is this is a very, at least my experience of, of of a certain type of Brooklyn dude. When 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 beef is instigated, when hold on, when beef is instigated, and it and you and and it and you set it off, and you set it off with the dude that that's on some. Oh, we setting it off. That's that's what we doing right now. You sure? You sure you want to do that? It's not over until he says it's over. And so, so he'll, and so he, so you're right. He does OD, but he ODs because now he, you, you, he feels that you've crossed the line, and now it's like, oh, so it's on. I right, cool. It's not gonna be on. It's not. It's not gonna not be on until I say it's not on no more. Yeah, but he was an asshole, and he started this without reading the from the, the context of the quote. He saw his name being searched. He thought he was feeling slighted, and he went out to go attack a black woman on Twitter, mm-hmm. really harassing her. Really got issues, but it. it this is not like an isolated incident of Tyler. No, no, exactly. And I think that's the thing. I think that's the yeah. difference. Where it's like, I think specifically for this one, a lot of things got taken out of context. Like I'm reading up on like just recent stuff too. Right. But it's like it is like again, it doesn't really matter whether at, at this it, with all Twitter beefs or social beefs, it doesn't actually matter the actual facts of what's going on because it's it's in a public sphere, so it will just take a a, a monster beef and just go however it goes. That and that's the sad part. Like. In uh, in comic books right now, there's a thing called Comicsgate, where it's mostly basically Trump supporters that are comic book artists and writers. That's still going on. Yeah, still going on. Good lord. But anyways, one of the uh, main Batman writers, uh, Batman for DC writers, Tom King, he went on a rant about an artist that did some cover for this Comicsgate thing, and so he went on this rant for this artist, and then people were like, "Yo, dude, that dude's not even on social. Like, he's like legit not on social. That's just not his thing. Like, he's a dope artist." He does all this work, but he doesn't interact with the fans. Like he just doesn't care. And so, he, and so then the said writer was like, "Uh oh," and then called him because he has the dude's number. Cleared it up, and the dude was like, "What are you talking about? What the hell is Comicsgate?" Like, and he was just being like legit seriously because he has no ties to social media. He doesn't care about it. So again, people forget that like Twitter is a very small part of the population. So like, right. it's it, just very people, loud. <laughs> it's very loud, and so people assume. Like, I remember when um. Oh, Jeremy Renner almost got married, got got uh, quote unquote canceled on Twitter because he was he made a joke about Black Widow, and mm-hmm. then people were just up in arms about it. And then I remember Jimmy Kimmel asked him about it. Hey, you know, what do you think about this controversy on Twitter? And he was like, "People still get in trouble on Twitter." 
really? Because <laughs> he just he's like, I don't have Twitter. I don't care about it. I don't pay attention. I just don't. Right, right, I right. literally is, is not part of my life. So how would I know what was going on? And it was the same thing with this artist because he was like, yo, I literally don't go on. I don't go to any of those social. Like he has an Instagram account, I think maybe. But if, other than that. So, again, this writer that was, you know, respersing this dude's name. If he literally just picked up the phone and called an artist that he knows personally. <laughs> And asked him a question, he could have avoided all this. But instead, you have a Twitter rant, you have fans joining in on the rant, and then you have the the Mia Copa later. Oh, hey, I called him. Everything's good. But like you know, that gets like you know one tenth of the attention that the freaking. Oh yeah, that doesn't rant. get amplified at all. That doesn't get amplified at all. Yeah, yeah. it's not dramatic. It's not. It's not drama. So why would it? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's that's what I'm reading. I'm reading up on the whole Sarah J thing, and it's just kind of like. And he and he's he's basically talking about on his Instagram. He was just like, "Yo, Sarah J. I've known her for years. She's an underground hip hop fan, which is true. She's at all the Philly uh, roots picnics and all that kind of stuff." But he was just saying he was basically breaking that down. But again, at this point, it doesn't matter. You've already had this public tirade with a black woman, and like you're at this point, you might as well just keep it moving. Like, stop it. You're off Twitter now. Cool. Do what but you Cam, do. What if it was true? <laughs> <laughs> wow how much of a fan is sarah j for real for real hey yo <laughs> and 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 where's the receipts I, yes where's and, the receipts? and i i i say this in jest but do we <laughs> praise or degrade talib remember brown skin lady yep you know, so i mean you know i don't know the i mean but let, that's, the that's just, fly. let the joke yeah fly. Exactly. That's and that, it's the same thing. It's like it's like you really want to. I mean, it's the same when people talked about uh, most deaf, and then you got like you know six baby mamas and ten kids. Like everyone's like, what? But is he an asshole? <laughs> True. Oh, Talib is a grade A asshole. Look, I mean, I like and I think I don't agree with him at this beef, but I actually don't. I I personally don't mind when celebrities check fans when they do dumb stupid shit. That's my Agreed. personal opinion. Because I hate I I hate black Twitter with a passion. It's funny sometimes, but sometimes the, the it goes too far. Yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. the, the self importance that that people in quote unquote black Twitter feel is is almost paramount to what they actually is. So it's like this was it though, yeah. That's the problem. It's but a witch hunt. It, 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 it can morph into a witch hunt at times. Yeah. So, a, so a, whether a, so whether right. he's right or wrong. It's just like I said, like it it, is, it almost doesn't matter at this point. It just it just adds fuel to the fire. Like he could be a dick, hundred percent, did some dumb stuff. But then even if he wasn't, or even if he was, and he was actually in the right, it doesn't even matter at this point because he's a dick. So we were just like, ah, we need to cut him down. Da, 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 da. Like he's annoying, yada yada yada. And it's like you're right. If someone's annoying, what do you do? You unfollow him and you keep it moving. But as you were saying, there's so many people that do enjoy his music, enjoy the type of commentary that he does. That right. it's interesting to see how this played out. And I don't know. Uh, again, no one tried to get him out of here when he was arguing with the ancient ancestors of Egypt, or like <laughs> racist, or like. I swear to God, man, he argued. Ada, he I actually agree with him on the the Ada DOS people because they were being freaking straight up dicks. Like that. No, it's, it's it's not the fact that like. I mean, like if you arguing about some just stuff and mm-hmm. righteous stuff and stuff that like calling it out, cool. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yo, man, like, you got to tone it down, man. You arguing, like, to be arguing with, like, somebody auntie for no reason over, like, candy corn or something like that. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, he's, he's that guy. Having, why are we, like, to be honest, I, if we were in a, if we were, like, 
if he was part of my circle of friends, I'd be like, man, you just need to shut the fuck up, bro. Like you just yeah, no, but I mean, I agree, and, that, and I think that's that's the part about social that sucks because when you get when you get to a certain level of social media fame, and and again, this I'm not even talking about the rapping; I'm just talking about specifically social. Then there's like there's a certain level that, like you said, like there's certain stuff you shouldn't even uh just even talk about or even like you know um like speak on because it just brings you back down to that level and i think that's the part that i remember when um oh when chance the rapper he got engaged to his girl and he was like super excited and he was just being all like happy or whatever and then a dude dm'd him like super negative just on some like oh your girl's ugly blah 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 and then chance responded to him because he's probably in his feels a big old paragraph he's like look man i'm just trying to celebrate being in a union with my woman who i love and blah 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 yada 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 and then the dude literally screenshot it and then put it on Twitter as on some like, ha ha, you know, Chance got into his feels, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, that's the level that people have at certain points. Wait, hold on. Slow down. Can I, is this the album he made about his wife? Probably prior prior to. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, he made an album that was that skippy doop boop 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 And it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Look, I, I'll, I'll save my last words for two things in particular at the end of this. And, 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 <laughs> and one involves Chance, the rapper. Oh, but, dear. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, you about to become the... Talib out here? Is that, nah. is that what we about to do, Cam? I, I, I'm not about to subtweet you and come at you 500 <laughs> times and call you a Nazi because you don't like bananas. You know, what I'm I don't know. Uh, I mean, look, who like to argue with the arguing of arguing? Quali. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. That's that you know, what I mean, saying? I guess it's I get it. I, I've I have been around it my entire life. And you don't, you don't get annoyed? No, no. I, I, you know what it is? I'm, I'm, you know what it is? I, I figured out those guys either, it, it, they fall into two categories. Either they're just hyper argumentative and Caribbean people, being Caribbean, I've also, it, this sort of in the Venn diagram of people, <clears throat> Caribbean people can be this way too, but either argumentative and just argumentative for argumentative sake or argumentative because they want a dead beef like yo i i want to put it out there that i'm that dude and i'm gonna beat you to a bloody pulp like when you're still when you're dead and stinking i'm still pounding on your grave and throwing dog crap on your grave like he's and he is the latter he is that dude unfortunately i don't think he's figured out that social media doesn't work that way and i don't think he really cares to be 100 yeah. honest he does not care he's just like yo i'm going a scorched earth like when you when you set off beef with me, scorched earth. That's where we at. That's how it's going down, and that's how it's going down every time. And it doesn't matter how thin I have to spread myself to address perceived offenses, per- perceived or real offenses. If I have to carry on five arguments at the same time, I'm gonna carry on the five arguments at the same time because I'm that dude. Yeah, uh, I think the the move it, the Patreon Patreon was actually pretty smart. Say again? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Pause. Uh. He said he left Twitter to go to Patreon, and now it's behind a paywall. Man, I muted you on Twitter for free. Would you think I'm about to pay to see you talk? <laughs> exactly. Nonsense. No, but, but that's but that's the point, though. That's and that's the thing that he got suspended uh, off Twitter. He's twisting the story. He's trying to make himself a victim. But see, that's the thing, though. That's but he's doing like the porn chicks were smart off of this with the OnlyFans and all that kind of stuff. And so, like for reals, he's actually pretty smart because if he goes on to Patreon, ten bucks a month, whatever, whatever. Say he gets like a thousand people to follow him, seven hundred people to follow him. Like he had a large following on Twitter. He doesn't he don't need everybody. 
But if he gets a, a, a hardcore solid audience, that's that's you know that's coin right there that you can actually use and monetize. Where Twitter was free, you just ranting for nothing. But now you can rant and actually people can pay for that shit. Hey, right. So, Actually, for the people that actually are with it and down with it, that's a smart move. Hey, you know what? I I I, I hear what you're saying, but like this whole capitalistic view of bettering yourself and like this is gonna make it things better. No, you still an asshole with money. Like that, that's just <laughs> plain and simple. You be a human. You know, like Talib was not a great human on Twitter. Whatever the the, the thing is, you know what I'm saying. He could be smart doing this, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, you are who you are, man. And Talib was low key getting annoying on Twitter. We some people muted him, and then all these stories start coming out. Who know this dude from firsthand experience? How much of a dickhead this dude was, and especially towards a black woman. Like, come on, bro! Like, you supposed to be the embodiment of like protecting our queens. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever you you use in one of your lyrics. Like, like I like most deaf anyway better. But anyway, I digress. Uh, what I'm just saying is, just man, Tyler just got need to be a better human being and quit BSing and and trying to make himself look like the victim and. Uh, cool, he went to Patreon. That's cool, good for him. Godspeed, uh, peace be with him. But he just needs to chill. And him not on Twitter uh, is no skin, no sweat off my back. So, yeah, and I think that's the thing where it's like at the end of the day, <clears throat> if people that rock with them will follow him, and people that don't don't. And I think that's it's almost better that way. I think I think I'm glad that people are starting to be uh, wise to that and just kind of doing it like. When Tennessee coached, he was on Twitter and he was fucking dope. He was talking oh, about man. he was on black shit and he talked about comic books. That's literally all he talked about. And then he got into a public feud with Cornell West, which was retarded in the first part. But it was good because once he left, he was like, "All right, I'm out," and he just bounced. And it sucks because he was actually a person on Twitter that you wanted to have, right? And right. so, and and that's the thing that sucks. So, but at the same time, like I think that's the thing about Twitter. Like people kind of forget, like they have this access to people that they didn't really have. And then different celebrities use it at different times. Like Chrissy Teigen is a good example. Like she, you know, basically tr- built a whole brand just off of Twitter. Ah. Lay that. Whether you like her or not, that's what she's right over there, Cam. And so, right over there, Cam. But to that credit, but to that credit, though, you know, that's and that's the thing. So that's the interesting part about to me for social media is it's like you know. People are when, especially when it comes to Twitter, like you, the, you're the one that picked click click follow. So you're following that person for that reason. So like for you, it ain't that serious. You're like, all right, you're annoying, boom, done, and you kept it moving. But for a whole legion of fans, they're still gonna rock with their person and then follow them as they do their thing. You know, right? Who like to argue in the natty to the alleys of the valley? Quarley. Who like to see a good gripe at night? But me at night. But Quarley. As an over forty rapper, what else are you gonna be doing with your life? Uh, I don't know. Uh, eating washed up, <laughs> <laughs> being washed up. Forty at forty. Uh, just was okay. Before we get into this subject, uh, yeah, man, being forty, Josh, you're uh, you've been primed for the VIP section of the Forty Club. We just got here. True, true. Uh, but it's just weird. Like I'm ten years from fifty. Uh, I'm thirty years away from the year nineteen ninety, and. 20 what 30 mm. right or not 2050 excuse me i can't even count but 2050 30 years from 2050 right that's just wild numbers to me so with that said a lot of my favorite mcs are old mcs so well, yeah. younger, my favorite ones but uh what was the list cam that came out you remember Oh yeah, it was on a uh, level. That's the one that did it. So they basically, basically did 
you know, who's having the best rap career career after 40. And that, and I give them props because they, they kind of, uh, they quantified exactly what they were trying to do. So like one of the things they said was like, all right, look, this is rappers that are over 40 that's put out work after 40. They're not talking about beforehand. So like a good example was they had um, three stacks, but he hasn't put a rap uh, album out since he turned 40. And then another example is someone like E-40. He's 52, and he, and since he's from 40, he's put out like 22 albums. So that's the thing that he noticed. And so like they kind of made a criteria where it was kind of like, all right, look, you know, we're only counting what the, the rapper has done post-40, not anything beforehand. So that's a, there's a lot of legends that are kind of low on this list, and you're kind of like, what the hell? But then there's a couple of people that are like, why are they even on this list? But then when you think about it, the stuff that they put out post-40 was actually pretty dope. So the other thing to me on this list was just more like, I didn't realize some of these people's ages. And I was like, oh, shit. Some people are like, I, I didn't realize a lot of them were like, are like in that 50 realm now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this list is already trash because they got Rock Marciano at 33 out of how many rappers? 40? 40. 40. 40 rappers. He's in the low 30s. Man, I don't know. It, it is a say that maybe not a lot of people know who Rock Marciano is, but True. if you are a... Uh, I'm not gonna say avid, but if you you know you keep up with the latest music, man, Rock Marciano's been putting out some quality stuff. He put he's only 42. He's put out five albums. Yeah, Amazing. I mean the, the work ethic is there. So to see him there because he may not be the like the big name like you know Andre Three Stacks, but as far as if we're basing the criteria of the projects released, the best project and the best best song he was oh yeah and he put the song that was from uh Freddie Gibbs. Uh, I think, or Griselda. No, this is off his album. Sorry, sorry. He had they had three things, but out of a four part criteria, his age obviously, projects released after forty, best project released after forty, and best song released after forty. So based off that, I was like, man, Rock should be up there. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, a lot of this is kind of just name bias. You know, like Method Man at twenty eight. I haven't seen. I haven't heard anything. Uh, he reached five I mean, projects, but he ain't he ain't made a dope album where I'm like, yo, this Method Man album is is hot, and I'm a yeah. Fan. But even they had uh, what's his name? Like they had Missy on here, and she only put one album out in the last nine years. Yeah, and, she and they had, but then you got Inspector. Inspector put out five since forty, which is kind of crazy. I was just like, oh Man. damn, I'm still offended. For, for for Brooklyn Nights everywhere with Busta at thirty eight, even though he's only put <laughs> out five. He's only put out five projects. Too solo. What's the last, hold on, what's the what's the what's the best project he's put out in the last ten years? Hmm. Without looking at uh, Wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. Can't even do that. Can't even do that. I mean, the last like, and I don't have to look this up, but I remember the last time he gassed was on that song with Eminem, "Calm Down." I remember I was like, "Yo, this bust is nuts." And he was yeah. on actually, he was on part of the uh, uh, the Tribe Called Quest last studio album together. Um, yeah, New York he also shit. did. Um, I would yeah. say New York. Recently, shit. Off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. with the uh, Swizz, and then recently he did a um, a feature on uh, No Rush on the remix. That was actually pretty dope. Yeah, but I mean, but again, but yeah, album, your own stuff. You're right. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Juicy J on here looking like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> this picture of G Juicy J look like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. yeah. Fab um, to J. Same with like, J Electronica. I forgot about that because he's only done. I mean, he's only done freaking. The one album. <laughs> well, he's, yeah. he's done two, but one official album. Yeah, yeah right. So, uh, but and then I like that they actually even uh, 
say uh, <laughs> zero solo and one collaborative. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real about that. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not too mad at the the, the the candidates. I'm just like the numbers are kind of rushed. Yeah, this is wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I mean at, uh, number one. Who's number one? Uh, Jay Z, obviously. But I mean, that's what everybody's gonna pick. But I guess. When was the last good Jay Z album? Four, 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 and that was two, three songs for me. Yeah, that was, that's two years ago. Push a T at number three. Yeah. Uh, like Roy, Royce is. Uh, I got a black thought. I, no. I put Killer Mike over that just because the last two run the jewels are better than. No, the oh, sorry, stuff. sorry. Your opinion. There's four albums out. Three was. Eh. One, two, That's and four. One, two, and four is good. Three was. Eh. However, me and Josh were offline talking. I was like, I can listen to one, Run the Jewels once and be kind of. Cool. I mean, yeah, I agree like, with that. Yeah, that's not, yeah. that's not that's and not, it's not a knock. That's not a knock. I'm just, I like, I got it. You know. Yeah, yeah. True. I mean, it's, but it's the same thing with Pusha T with uh, Daytona. Like, I think it's a dope album, but I don't necessarily like play it on repeat. All right, question for the both of you: How do you feel about Ghost at number six with ten solo albums? <sighs> I, I, I'll let the resonant Wu head uh, uh, attribute to that one. I'm okay with it because there hasn't been a lot of great post Ghost album. Great, like it's been mm. good. That's but a good not point. Great That's a good point. Ghostface Killers Peak yeah. was from '96 to 2006. Fair. I, I, I was starting to think a little bit before that, but uh, okay, I respect that. Sure, sure. No, uh, hear me out when I say this. Mm-hmm. With Ghost, and I'm not gonna make this about Ghostface, but. No, no, no. Go years is right after his album, right going into Wu Tang Forever, and he dropped that verse on Impossible. That's when Ghostface Killer became the best rapper on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) On this planet, Ghostface Killer had had become. That man was talking about uh, what's the song? Uh, Mighty Healthy when he made that Mm -hmm. Supreme Contest, bruh. Ghostface to me. Turned level four Super Saiyan, and he had an incredible run. He, you heard him on a bunch of stuff. Sure. However, the latest Ghostface, I'm, they're good. They're solid. I'm a fan, but I'm not gonna sit here and champion and say he should be number one because he put. Pro- no. I would. I would. No. I would argue. Uh, I mean, I'm not mad at the list, but the latest installment of like Royce's last album, Book of Ryan. Uh, I think. Yeah. That, is that the one with All the right. dollar? That that was yeah. a good album. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, the prime, the primes are better than those ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eminem, really? I don't yeah. know. I Rick would put Ross it. at number eight. No. Um, lower, lower, or higher? Uh, I wouldn't lower. I, yeah, I, I would. Um, he, he, I don't think he's top ten. Mm-hmm. On this list, he has the most like hits post forty. I would say he only has What's two that? albums. You know, two, two. Yeah, he only has two really albums post forty. What was the last great common album? I think common's too high. What is he? Last, I mean, uh, what has he done besides be the Don Cheeto hip hop? Wow. <laughs> what does that even I mean? I mean, B, <laughs> B was. You know what that means. <laughs> I mean, it's consistency, son. Nah. Um, I think personally, I think Fonte should be higher because his last, his Same. two solo albums, first of all, were dope. Like, Same. I mean, not, I, it's one thing to like look at and say Raekwon and Ghostface still putting out good albums. Not great, but good albums. 
Yeah, consistent. Uh, consistent. I mean, you can argue a lot of these people on this list. Like, I would put Ishmael Butler higher, but I'm just a fan of his. Yeah, his, there his you go. Offbeat music, Shabazz Palaces. Shout out to Shabazz Palaces, but uh, true. And, and and shout out to to Diggable Planets. If people didn't know who Ishmael Butler and the 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 baby daddy of what was it from Total or what was the group was that? Oh, I think it was Total. Total or Escape. Escape. No, no Escape. Yeah, one of them. Well, anyway, Ishmael Butler is a, a famous amongst the underground heads for Doodle having bug. Doodlebug having a, a famous baby mother. Um, just yeah. Google. Um, but I mean, but, even like like Missy's on here for having one album, like mm. yeah. And I heard that album; it was like it was okay. Mm. Fat yeah, Joe was, at mm. fourteen. Yeah, who's exactly. checking for Fat Joe? Except on a versus announcement. Who's checking for Fat Joe? Unless it's a verse announcement. Versus true. Stay with Cameron though. You got purple ace dude. I'm like, mm. Jada, I get it, but I'm like, Jada at seven. I mean, seventeen. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't know. Five albums. So this this is a quick. Let's let's just put it out like this is a quick look at it. We I just didn't pay attention to this list yet, and off top I have issues with it. But if I think about it more, maybe my opinion would change based on artists. Like I'm yeah. a fan of MF Doom, but I know MF Doom. Not all his projects are dope. And yeah, and his prime was before he was forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad villainy and Mouse Behind the Mask and all yeah, that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I honestly, this this list to me more is just like, damn, these people have this many projects. I, was, I know I haven't listened to all of them. <laughs> I mean, like I was, I was thinking, thinking about it, like, yo, Method Man has five, two solo albums in the last nine years, plus three collaborative. I'm like, that's right, because Wu Tang, he has all this. Yeah, that's support black artist cam. <laughs> God, I listen to the big boy albums. Hold on, Josh. Let me let me clear some stuff up. Yes. I, I, I may be a hater on certain, but if I'm a stand of a certain group, I'll buy the bad albums, and I will stand and die on that hill and, and, and stand on it being a bad album. But I'll still be a fan. Sure, this is true. Camus Camus one of the only people I know that actually bought the uh, Golden Arms album. Yeah, like I bought the album. I I'm bought a, the I'm Golden Arms album. What's wrong with you? But I also realized Yo, to Cam, be a hater, we about to throw hands, son. You stop the blasphemy about now. <laughs> Golden Arms is best verses on Shay Shelley Ghost. I mean, that's a half a verse. Nah, nah. Look, wow. <laughs> I can write a paper on why you guys is an underrated member of Wu Tang, but and people I, are ready for that conversation. And I would and I would write the forward for that. I, I don't I, yeah. I would co-sign that. I co-sign that. Yeah. Not ready for the conversation. You God is the un- no, that's the that's what the, the title of the episode. I'm telling you. You got is underrated. Just go listen to his verse off the Iron Man album with the track title Black Jesus. He bodied both Ghost and Raekwon on that track. Don't tell I you can't tell me otherwise. So don't try to convince me. Un- unpopular opinion. That is not unpopular. That is that's the, what is yo yo you gonna stop this blasphemy right now, Cam? Yeah. Unpopular <laughs> opinion. That's that's facts, man. You got anyways. But yeah, and I am not this, as big as so I, I'm co-signing everything that Cam has said, and I am not as big a Wu Tang fan as he is. So, what's your what, what, are you, what are you really saying right now, Cam? Could be a, this could be a this could be a blog post. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, <laughs> I don't have no issue. Getting back to the article, I don't have no issues with the article of the rappers. It's just that, like, it's kind of like eh, the order is a little, it's a lot of, it's awesome. a little janky, but it's, but it's, it yeah. seems like it was thought out. There was a logic to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That honestly, I like this, this list better than most because at least they clearly put out what their criteria was. 
they really were honest about like the the type of stuff that they were like looking for and why they put this together. And I think that was dope because like usually, you know, they'd be talking like, oh, this is the 50 best albums or this is the blah, blah, blah. And it's just there's no criteria. They just it's literally just bias about whatever. But at least this one, they were just very specific on some like, yo, it's got to be what they did post 40. You know, you know, they brought it down to like, you know, how many projects they put out. They also put in, um, you know, what was their best song in their opinion and all that. And so. Um, I, I give I give this list of, at least this post a, a lot of props because at least they they stuck to their criteria and they kind of put it in a frame because I think that's the only bad thing when it comes to like uh, the like rapper list all the time that's the one of those things where it's just like and then there's never any context because you know everyone's like oh what's your top five and it's like eh we need context like you don't have to like you know you could, what's what's your top five when you're in high school what's your top five when you're in twenties what's your top five when you're thirty what's you know that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, think this but, list landed a little different just because usually what Cam will do, just so y'all don't know, just so folks don't, so folks understand, Cam will send us links to, to top to top whatever lists strictly as grenades for the chat just so that he can see the world burn and watch us argue and yell at him for having posted a whack list. And so 95% of the list that Cam sends us is on some incendiary. Yo, why is Jay Z number five hundred on this list? Like, what did you? Where did you find this? So, and grinning behind the keyboard, chuckling the whole time. You see how you hear how he's chuckling right now? This is Cam yeah. behind the keyboard when he sends that nonsense. Ah, see, this is the part where if we had video, I'd be sipping tea. Mm-hmm. Sake, partially. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't um, know. I mean, these are all credible MCs at one point of their career, and. uh I would just flip the order because, like, E40 got tons of projects, but all his projects are are great. Yeah, right. Uh, just, no, his, his is a sure like longevity and like. Yeah. This, this is, but that's you, the one thing about E40, like whether whether you dig him or not, you have to uh, you have to admire that he's like just a consistent dude. Like he knows his audience, he, he rocks with it, and he just like he like similar. I actually put him similar to Eminem in the respect they they both still like creating music whether people pay attention or not so they're always going to be dropping stuff and just keep it moving and i think that's that on that aspect of it is actually pretty dope yo is gene gray 40 over 40 uh no i don't think so i don't she, think actually she is 40 she was i looked she, it up it's, she's 43 really? she should be on this list exactly yeah because that that gene gray wait wait, wait 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 has she made an album since she turned 40 though that's a good point. It's not a solo. A what was the one point. that you put me onto with her and um? That was fire. That was a wicked that album. All right. All right. If, yeah, okay, if you want to count that, then yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That would be the one. Yeah, yeah. She, that was dope. That Shout out to Dean Gray. I mean, yeah, yeah. She's good, man. She's and really and good. you know what? It counts because it is yeah, an album with both of them on it. It does count. When I'm looking at studio albums under Gene Gray, everything's fine. Is a collaborative studio album with her and her husband. So that is her yep. album. I so she should yeah. be on this list. She should be on yeah, that list. Yeah, we could shoot. You can kick off Missy for that one. Mm, I don't know if no, I, I mean Missy off. I would kick Missy off because she has projects. She's over forty. Yeah. However, yeah, she only got she had that she had that one. Kick off Andre three thousand. Yeah, fair. Been zero, too long. Zero projects. It's been too long. Yep. He appeared on is it is it appearing on Frank Ocean's uh, solo with the uh, with the half bars and it was an amazing verse hundred percent indeed indeed which is which again furthers the point that Dre's features are better than most people's <laughs> I, I I saw I listened to a mixtape that was just Dre features and I was like this is a dope album 
Because <laughs> they cut out everyone else's verse. They just put out his just his features. They just put it all in one mixtape. I was like, this is dope. Mm. So, but he's he's happy. He's a creative director over in Soho, enjoying his life. So, who's this? Big uh, Dre three thousand. Oh, he lives in New York now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been there for about five, six years now. So, like before all the craziness, but like, yeah, if you were in Soho just hanging out because his office is there, he would just be you know hitting the bodega, getting the freaking bacon, egg, and cheese, and running around. Like you see him all the time. Like you just that's why there's always like really random pictures of like Dre three thousand with people in in New York. Cause he's legit, just like he's he, like he's he's a he works he works he's a creative director at his uh, fashion place. So okay, yeah, I've seen he was in the fashion, but it was just weird because he was turning into like the black Bill Murray. He would just pop up with a flute in a random Seven Eleven. Yep, yep, hey, pretty I, much. I was like, I think that's Andre three thousand. Let me go take a picture. <laughs> Wait, it is and Andre every 3000. and every person that does that though, like he's like, yeah, what's up? And they're just like, holy shit, it's you. He's like, yeah, what's up? You want to take a picture? All right, cool. But yeah, man, he's been ch- like legit chilling. In New York for like five years, just hanging yeah. out, working and doing fashion shit, and just like has no he'll like he said he dropped a couple like random you know verses here and there, but like I think at the last interview he was just talking about it. he's like yeah I have no interest because no one no one's doing work that inspires me to do work which I I respect if you're not really inspired then don't do it like it makes no sense you just you'll basically end up being like Eminem basically Is that a shot saying that sounded like a shot to me no. Low key, low key. I mean, it hasn't put anything great out in a while. Mm. Not like it's not good, but it's just not great. You know, like, I didn't say that. Detroit and, and, and I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just. That's yeah. not for me. I'm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Eminem, I'm not like a like. I like Eminem as a rapper. I think he's dope, but I don't think he's. I don't. You know, I'm not checking for him on a daily. Wait, Jean Grey is married to Quell Chris? Yeah, yeah, that's her dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, damn it, that album was dope. Album was really dope. I'm, I'm there hurt. Is a, I think I think there is a uh, is it a Desus and Meryl episode? She's on mm. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Actually, they were on when the album came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she was talking about the the uh, like you're married to Quell Chris. Like he's a dope MC. How does that like how does that work? You know? Oh, maybe yeah. he was on more than once because I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was dope. that was dope. like she like that was a real like. You're the one that put me on to Quell, so I was like looking at some of his older stuff, and I'm like, "Yo, this dude's dope." Yeah, he's a little off uh, sometimes. You need it. Yeah, exactly. You got to be in the mood and the ear for that t- style. But he definitely does some dope stuff. And I, yeah. That's why I was like. And then when they did their collaboration album, I think she balanced out the weirdness and brought in some good because she's dope. And so, and she has her own dope. quirky, her own quirky style at times as well. And like you say, it balanced yeah. out nicely. Yep, 100, percent 100. percent so yeah, I, I definitely put that. I put on this on this list. Yep. The, the Anybody else missing? Kind of uh, gun to my head, I can't think of anybody because I guess I mean, what Fred, What are my old rappers that I'm checking for? I'm not listening. I'm not looking for an AC Alone album. I don't, he's different. <laughs> However, he's done some dope <laughs> shit though. But you're right. You know, you're right. You're right. I'm a segue into this. It said that uh, AC Alone on the latest Blue and Exile album. Oh man good to hear ac's voice back on some tracks again but again yeah. my, most of my favorite mcs from woo to nas uh I, I mean i'm checking for a nas album but you know some of them i'm not checking for so unless they come out and i see it on a timeline i'm not like actively waiting on one of my post 40 on um, 50 now rappers to come out or anything if they do cool if not i'm still looking to the new guys and the new work and uh New stuff that I've been hearing lately, which has been very good. But yeah, man, it's just wild. I don't know how to rate this list, to be honest. I'd have to sit here yeah. and think about it for a few days. 
Million dollar grenade. Yeah. Million dollar grenade. Should Puffy be on this list? If he's rap and he's got an album, sure. I mean, honestly, the albums that he put out post forty were kind of cool. Like they're fun to listen to. They're enjoyable. Like you know, we all know he doesn't rap his rap his own rhymes and stuff. But like, but he's an MC. Yeah, exactly. Like okay. he's a dirty money album. That shit was that was actually a solid album. Like press play, all that shit. I, mean, I ain't say all that. I didn't hear it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I heard, I heard it. As a DJ, I've listened to it, and like the press play album is a good like poppy rap like in the club album. Like there's solid tracks in there. I mean, with dirty money. Like he, he you know, deserved to be on that list as much as I deserve to be on that list. And for you, I've rapped. I got, some, I got an album. <laughs> I almost some songs. I did a video. I used to be in movies. You know? <laughs> Yo, hello, good this morning. My that's a, that's a track, man. This is yeah. my fourth album. <laughs> I can wait for that list. Did you guys uh did you guys watch the DMX and Snoop versus? Some of it. Yeah, it was very inter- entertaining. Um Yeah. Well, let's give the audience a little tidbit. Because we we in the group chat. Um I felt like and I'm the East Coast guy, but I had to defend the honor of Snoop Dogg, and I had to let some of the people in the chat remember, like, yo, you forget. Snoop Snoop got, like, a four, well, not four decades, but he's been in the game long enough to... 2025, right? Yeah. Almost at least 25 years? At least. 25. At, least. So he, at least. He he has a catalog that's well beyond The Hungry Rapper. He's adapted his career very well. Um, But I always say his first album is, like, Bulletproof. You could play the whole album yeah. against DMX's whole catalog. But that's not to say DMX couldn't hang because let's not forget 90, like, oh, going down a deeper rabbit hole, sorry. But there was a post that was in our chat about the final four of the top seeds of each year, like 98 DMX, 93 Snoop, et cetera, et cetera. And 98 DMX, whoo, he owned the summer. I'd agree with that. It was like every, I think every album, every single, almost every uh, track on the album was a freaking single, basically. Yeah, I mean, the first two albums are classic. Uh, I like to think of the third is a classic, but that's very up for debate. Um, but I said he had five bodies of work where you can be like, okay, this is this is a good DMX thing. Two classics, one very good one, two okay ones, but all listenable. And every uh, album, you definitely heard a track on the radio for sure. Yeah, but that's not to say that's how good he was because he was on the radio. Yeah. DMX, Darkman X, the old X, he had that on a ski mask and jig you type music that got Truth. everybody barking at the radio <laughs> so dmx was that dude and i felt like we also had another part of the chat where we thought who could go against quote unquote if there was a hits battle jay-z and i, I threw dmx name out there i was like 20 songs yeah done right he's 20 right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or snoop i can see 20 20 20 20. Honestly, honestly, Snoop would be better. I think honestly, yes. just for like catalog to catalog, I think that would be a better thing. Yes, but it's like, we're talking. Yeah, it's hits, and I think that that's the people we're talking about with um with fifty too. Like fifty, I like fifty has twenty songs. He's about He's got, 10 yeah. to twelve hits. Like that's why I was like fifty and a Jay Z wouldn't really work, but it would it could it could work. But I think the Snoop would have been a little bit more on the level because they could go you know for that right. But, yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, yeah. some of these versus battles, man, or what they proposing? Because I I just seen one, the Clips versus uh, Ghost and Raekwon, and you know yeah. I'm biased. I'm gonna say Ghost. Oh, no, but yeah, again, yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't but it's that. not. It's not out of the realm because who do who do the Coke game the Coke Coke rap better than anybody now? 
that's true. That's true. So mm. they have they have they they have a legitimacy a legitimacy to that title if they verse if they battle, but I mean it's Ragu, Ran Ghost United. That's they did the Coke rap game. They was like one of the they were the innovators and creators of that genre. So yeah. and I'm a Wu fan, so I already know who winning. So it's not a rap. It's not a yeah, the other one is um, what was the one I saw. Oh, it was um like a Chris Brown and Usher. And I thought about it, and that actually would be a solid like thing because in terms of the type of hits and the type of songs that they have in both their catalogs and their runs, that would actually work. And it would actually be like an entertaining type of thing. I remember the Cam was the one that put in a um what was it? Uh Usher's um Confessions versus Justin Timberlake's freaking um Future Love's Love Sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually I because I was driving up to the bay, so I, I listened to Usher's first and I listened to JT after and like Usher's like 21 tracks, and I would say like 19 of them are freaking bangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With like 17 of them as singles. That because that album had like four years run, I think like three years, like almost damn near every song on there was a was some type of a single. So I was like, that was dope. And then listening to the JT album, the thing I would say is um it was it it's it's more cohesive and it's a little bit more um succinct. So I could see it being it's a little bit better purely because with the I think it's 12 tracks, like 11 or 10 of them are, are straight bangers. So I think that's the aspect of it that that, that kind of goes in. So that it's just one of those things where, like you said, it's just about the criteria. Like once you break down the criteria, then I think it, that makes it a little bit easier. And so I'm the, these versus battles are super interesting. The, the, the re- recent one was, I think. I think Timbaland was clowning on uh, on Shad Moss, aka Bow Wow, of saying it because he had twenty <laughs> tracks. <laughs> we, we ain't trying to see just oh any old body on first. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not even a real battle. It's just hey, who got the who got a, like a playlist that you're feeling at this particular moment? Um. I don't know, man. Like, not everybody yeah. deserves a versus battle. No, I no, agree. I no, agree. I actually, no, no, no. I I like the verse. Honestly, I like the verses because, for me, it introduces um, people that we enjoy music at, from our age to other people that didn't really know about it or didn't understand why they're at that level. I think yeah. that's kind of dope. So a lot of younger people are kind of like rediscovering these people on a like they knew who they were, but they didn't really understand why we like them or that kind of stuff. Like I remember having a conversation when I was at BET trying to explain to someone why Aaliyah, why Aaliyah was dope. And I was kind of like, at first I was kind of like, how do you not even see that? But then I had to think about it. If you didn't really experience that era or didn't understand, you wouldn't really understand. You just know that, oh yeah, she's a couple songs, but she's not really like that dope in terms of that aspect of it. And I think the the versus battle has been trying to like solve that. So now people that didn't really, they, they knew of Babyface and Teddy Riley, now they're just like, oh wow, these guys are really dope. Or, you know, same thing with, um, when they were doing like to me still the freaking um which one was it the t-pain the little john that that to me was the funnest one next to uh bounty killer like those bounty killer and the t-pain little john those are the two ones i thought that were the most fun uh yeah it's, it's cool because you know you get excited people are wondering why you're getting excited over two aging djs playing beach <laughs> Or, or me reminiscing doing a Caribbean dance in the bedroom, listening to Bounty Kela and Shagasha, Shagasha. Like, you know? oh, into like that. But you know, it's cool to see these, see the the younger 
I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm old, but just people under my age react to us reacting to these like our music, you know. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. I mean, but I understand what it is. It's not a real battle because, like I said, I think they're trying to get um, I think Big Daddy Kane is trying to get on there, or they're trying to do Rock Him and KRS One. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I've seen KRS One and Big Daddy. I've seen KRS yeah, One. I would like that one better, honestly. Be Big fun. Daddy, the Big Daddy said he would. He told Fat Joe he's down. So, oh yeah, he but it's, it's I, not I, about I Rock he, Him. It, it's probably be better. Yeah. Well, Big Big. Okay, in the spirit of old school battle rapping, I don't know if Rock Him wanted that smoke from Big Daddy Kane because Big Daddy Kane was a battle rapper. That's just my 100%. personal yeah, opinion. Yeah. However. Yeah. I'm not going to disrespect the god Rakim. Yes, um, this is true. Because if it's playlists and albums, they both got that would be a yeah. good mix. Large Professor versus Q-Tip or something. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, large um, Professor, maybe maybe Large Professor and like Mad Lib. Uh, uh, Mad Lib and Jay Jay Dilla. If Jay Dilla was alive, that's the only. Oh um, yeah, that would be like, true. Battle and, over and, the giant. And honestly, I would give it to Mad Lib. Honestly, maybe. Oh yeah, out the gate, maybe. I would give it to Mad Lib. Maybe. I'm yeah. a fan of both. Um, yeah, no, but still, that would be a good, fun one to do. Like, or, I, I think that's, a, I think that's the other thing too. I like these that people, people are starting to think and like someone was like, uh, Raphael Sadiq versus all the stuff that Raphael Sadiq did for other people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, you know what I was gonna say? <laughs> Tribe Call Quest versus Dela, and I'm going Dela. Me too. I'm going Dela. I I co-signed yeah. that. Yep. Not even thinking about it. Yep. Okay. Going, I, I, I thought I was doing a hot take because I said I'm. Nope. Nah. As much as I love a Tribe Called Quest, they got I'm great good. albums, but Dela spoke to my weirdness. I yep. am. Yep. I am a huge Dela Soul stand. So yeah. yeah. So would you do? Who would you do the Roots versus somebody? Hmm. Because like they have a catalog, they got the hits. And it is a deep catalog. Wait, do they do they got twenty hits though? Like, I mean, personal nerd rap dudes like us, we can yeah, say yeah, yeah. we can go twenty. They have twenty hits. I mean, you know, you got Jill Scott and Erica Badu joint. You got uh, man, they first album they got songs, but yeah. it's like you yeah. gotta really, you gotta be really a, a big fan of the Roots because a lot of people know the Roots after a certain album, right? Yeah, exactly. after their Grammy, the honestly, it, that's when a lot of people, yeah, got and they're more and they're more. They're more Jimmy's band at this point too. Yeah, or you know, you got this the section of people who remember when Scott Storch was a part of the band in mm-hmm. the true, first two true. renditions of Organics and Do You Want More, which is my favorite uh, Roots album, the second yeah. album, but the first one that everybody knows. So yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you're right though. I think mm, that's what that's why I think like they'll be interesting because the only group of people that level with that long of catalog, I would put it would be like a Wu Tang situation. But then that's kind of interesting too. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It'd be interesting. It'd be really, really interesting. Cause, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like someone that actually would want to. I would like to see Fonte and somebody. I don't know who, but it'd be interesting because he has a lot of stuff from like foreign, uh, foreign exchange plus a little brother stuff and all that. It'd be that'd be fun. But it has to be someone of his ilk. Like you couldn't say, yeah, someone who has a lot of stuff that not everybody knows. Yeah, because it's because that like, would they be know not, it, but they don't know be, it's him. Yeah, that would wouldn't be hit for hit. That would be like a you know song for song. But if we was keeping it banned, it should be Fonte versus Drake because Fonte was the first Drake. This is true. Mm. I had to. Explain. I mean, Drake said it too. He's like, I've been rapping like Fonte since I started. Yeah, but if they <laughs> the battle, Drake would body him based off bias, man. Yeah, exactly. Fonte, a little brother, you really have to be a fan, and that's 
it's a sad truth, but it's also a cool truth. Like I feel like that's our guy. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. True. Like at me personally, like Fonte's in my top five just because I personally like him as a rapper. Like I've always liked him as a rapper. I've been following him for a long time. But like, there's, but a lot of people that are younger, they don't know who that is. And I was just like, oh yeah, it's the person that Drake took his style. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah. But say, but say someone like a Drake, right? It's Drake at that where his level that he's in. Who else? I was thinking about it, and it would probably be like a um, Drake and maybe like Eminem if you wanted to go hit for hit, line for line. No, I don't want to that level. I think that's just two different. Like it's like Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. They were dope producers, but that that didn't even mesh well as a battle. Yeah, because Manny Fresh was battling and Scott Scorch was just playing playlists. Yeah, I mean, but both of them are dope. Like, Manny Fresh has a catalog that it brings me to fond memories of my college years. And Scott Storch is just a legend. He's worked with Dre. Mm-hmm. A lot of those Dre beats are really Scott Storch. Yeah, you know, exactly. His, his history with the roots. And when he was in Miami, coked out Scott Storch. He was making music. But I mean, that, see, that would be dope, too, if uh, we did, like, a freaking, uh, like, the producers behind the producers, like all of like Timberland's ghost dudes and all the Dre's ghost dudes, like that would be super, like Mike Elizondo or freaking Megahertz or some shit. Well, like hold that. on, let's let's give a shout out real quick to uh, Twitter, um, music connoisseur and all things, uh, everything uh, defunct for literally being the catalyst, one hundred percent, the genesis, the alpha, <laughs> the baby mama. The guy that planted the seed. Yo, man, I was at the party uh, that started this all. Yeah, but what I was going to say, it's unfortunate that this guy started this on Twitter and we still didn't get the battle we asked for. Timberland versus Pharrell. Mm. That's the battle we asked for. So until we get that, I feel like our friend on Twitter, Defunct, at Defunct, uh, should get his flowers because we need to see that battle, and that's what people come to see. Because those two, that's what you call a perfect mashup. Both got hit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same realm. You know what I'm saying? Like both if, got like, dark. Like, you battling, yeah. If you battling Madlib, you got to be of Madlib's. If like I don't want to see him versus Scott Storch. Those are two different producers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know yeah. Like, you, you want to see him uh, versus somebody like a Jay Dillon yeah. who had an equally off cuff style. Yeah. yeah. Like. Like I want to see Alchemist versus uh, Mob Beat Prodigy from Mob Beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be dope. Because really Loki Prodigy got some some R yeah. that I didn't realize he produced. And, and, and Alchemist is longevity wise and consistency. He's yeah. always on it. Like, but I don't think Alchemist would do it out of respect to. Uh, yeah, yeah. He actually said it. He talks yeah, about it. They yeah. they were kind of putting his name in. It. He was like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah. But um, nah, like the um, the original battle. I mean the 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 party that we went to was dope because it was um we were sitting there and it was the yeah it was Timbaland Neptunes but it was also but the emphasis was on the non hits mm-hmm. so like they played all the hits but the emphasis was on all the stuff that they produced that you did you might not know so like even Defunk like he put a playlist together of like Neptune stuff but this is the other stuff like yeah. the the B sides and all that and it was really dope because he made it like he basically was doing all the stuff you might not know. You might have known that they did it or they didn't know, but it was dope because it showed the longevity of the catalog. And so that party was Timbaland versus uh, Neptunes. And this shit was dope. Like it was super fun, great music. I think Fonte was there. He came there with his girl. 
who's like who's like just happened to be in town and it was just a dope it was like you know small little bar maybe like 200 people maybe 250 but it was just a dope party like fun music great vibes and like that but that is the kind of level you know that's how they, the, those old New York parties would be like that. We have that. We have the the Prince versus uh, Michael parties. Mm-hmm. Also super fun. They were just like, you know, and it, and what people don't realize is like those parties weren't just Michael Jackson and Prince. It was Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson and Prince and friends. So anything that they touched was also yep. in there. Covers. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what made it dope because it's like, you know, as a DJ, if you're playing one of those parties, you have to really think about it and really do your homework. Okay. I know Michael did a bunch of vocals for this track and this track and this track of these artists. And then he would pull that in. So it's like people actually really did their homework and really put the time in to do that. And so I think like, I, I, I appreciate the verses because it really kind of, you know, throws back a lot of our, our favorites into the mix. But like the one, the one good thing that Defunk has did and from that party was just kind of reminding people that like, you know, all of our favorite producers and rappers and all that stuff, they have a bunch of music, especially the B sides, mm-hmm. all the like features. They're like like legit. You could do a full a full mixtape just off of, you know, freaking Buster features. Like period. And the same thing with Dre. And like, shoot, I'll even put Ja Rule in there for his like short little stint. Ten ten solid Ja Rule features. Not saying it's gonna be dope, but I mean he has hits. We do not acknowledge him. <laughs> I would love to jar rule in fifty just for the jokes. As you meant, as you as you as you brought up Neptune's, uh, that, that what random album they produced popped up on my head. That Khalees album, I think it was Wonderland, was it called? Yep. That they produced. Yep, yep, yep. Holy crap, that's a good album. Woo. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, yep. we, just, we, just, we just waiting um, for that that magic to happen. So, yep, hundred percent. And I think that will I, honestly, I I firmly believe it can happen. I think with all this, like, like there's no when reason. I saw the, um, yeah, there's no reason not. To. When I saw the uh, Erica Badu and Jill Scott and the Teddy Riley and Babyface, even though it was a messed up thing, but the fact that those four all agreed and then and committed and actually did it, that showed me that this has a little bit more legs than just like random people kind of doing it. Even the Jonta Austin and uh, Neo, like that shit was dope. Just because a lot of people don't realize who Jonta Austin is and the, the stuff that he's written and what songs that he's been uh, collaborating on um so i think that was dope so i can because of because of those type of stuff i could definitely see you know something of that timbaland and freaking uh neptune situation or you know someone was like kiki wyatt and, and jennifer hudson or these really like you know these little type of mixes where you're just like that would be interesting and you get to kind of see that because i've been bumping the the verses playlist on spotify freaking pretty heavy honestly mm-hmm um, I ain't gonna lie. When I heard that Jill Scott, Eric Badu, I felt like a doula. <laughs> I, just, I felt like I felt like the you washed in the bacon sense of myrrh. Yeah, I felt like I lost all my zinc just listening to them. Wow! <laughs> Shout out to Jill Scott. Just, just, just lathered in butter, uh, cocoa butter. I mean, I smelled like cocoa butter and felt like a million bucks after watching that battle. Not gonna lie to you. A lot of this is just a lot of good vibes and spirituality going on in that that little thing. Yeah, speaking of good vibes and spirituality, like the segue to the NBA and wishing those good vibes to the uh, players out there risking their lives for a chicken wing. Actually, <laughs> but but to his credit, and, and look, all right. I, so I, wait, wait, before you get into oh, it, man. explain 
explain the whole story because once you told me the story, <laughs> I have a better appreciation. Yes. Literally, I thought that's what it was. I did not know the context <laughs> of it. I was literally thinking oh, homie man. was risking it all for some chicken wings. I didn't understand the context. So Neither did I. tell the Fair full enough. story so I, that people have an understanding of why. You have Fair the floor. Yes. If, you, yeah. if <laughs> you have not been following um, sports, I don't blame you, but uh, the NBA has basically uh, resume business as usual, and what the NBA is doing is uh, making a collaborative effort with uh, Disney World or whatever, and they're having their games in Orlando, Florida. Uh, players have to go into a bubble before they can pass through this bubble and play together and resume the the uh, season. However, people have left the bubble, the NBA bubble, for various reasons, for whatever matter. And one of the more popular teams uh, in the league on the, from the Western Conference, the Clippers have a player, a uh, certain player who plays for them at point guard, Lou Williams, who left the bubble for a family emergency. Um, and he was going to come back and you got to go through the whole quarantine whatnot. But what leaked was somebody at the party, I think Jack Harlow, I'm not familiar with who this person is, took a selfie with Lou Williams. And he was masked up, right? Um, there's alleged pictures of him not masked up, whatever. But he had his mask on, gloves on, so he looked like he was doing a big thing. But it didn't look great because the optics was he was just going to a family thing. However, it comes to find out he also stepped stepped out to a strip club. So it's kind of <laughs> funny when you hear player leaves bubble to attend the family emergency, but stops off at a strip club. The optics don't look good. However, However as more information came out was from what I'm hearing is he did go to the funeral. It was a family, a close family friend that, had he wanted to attend because that dude had an impact on his life. And as he came home, he stopped off to get some chicken wings. Now, some of the context behind that is that all oh, NBA bubble food looks good. Some people like it, some people complain. But if you're out the bubble and you got a chance to go to Magic City Kitchen, a strip club, to get this food, one, it is widely known from a lot of athletes and non athletes alike. That Magic City's chicken wings, waffles, chicken strips, all that food in there is of the highest of high qualities. <laughs> chicken has probably been handcrafted by one of Solomon's many wives and, and <laughs> taken care of by Jesus of Nazareth himself with a, a yeah. sauce that is so heavy. There are people willing to risk it all to go to this Magic City. So... <laughs> The person outside looking in doesn't understand Magic City. And they also have a dish named after Lou Williams. This is Lou Williams' favorite spot. Now, I'm a Laker fan. Anytime I get a chance to slander Lou Williams, it was, I'm going to do it because I thought it was titties over titles. And I was just about to let him have it. <laughs> but it comes to find out he went there legitimately to get some food. And the place, when they named the place, everybody co-signed and was like, okay, I get it. That place is legit. So it's a nice story. But initially hearing it, mm-hmm. my man stopped off at the strip club after a funeral to 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 get over something, you know. So I'm not gonna blame him, you know, to each his own. But it just sounded funny. But he legitimately there <laughs> for the wings, uh, titties over titles. Best thing I've ever heard all week, all week. <laughs> That's what it is. Shout out to Lou Williams because I'm looking at pictures. I ain't gonna lie. If you guys Google Magic City Kitchen, my lord. <laughs> this this food looks like it's been handcrafted by the elves of of of, of Gondor. I don't know <laughs> where are they from. <laughs> this food looks a 
amazing. And mind you, I'm hungry too. So, but just looking at this lemon pepper wet, ooh we, I tell you, Lord, I tell you. So they yeah. living high on the over there. It's like they say in the south. Yeah. Has I mean, anyone, it's has anyone in, on the pod had the pleasure of attending? No, any I have. At the I magical have. city. Oh, work. City, but but I, I have a uh, few years ago bachelor party, uh, and. We went to one area that just served really good food. And I came back. I don't know the name of the establishment, but it was in Portland, which is the biggest strip club capital per in the world, I guess. Portland is low-key, has a lot of strip clubs, which is wild. Sure. But uh, we went to one, and uh, people were telling me, yeah, order lunch here. And I was like, are you serious? And Legit. Because, you know, it's a strip club, raunchy. However, I came back, you know, sharing that story. And people were like, no. Certain establishments are known for having great food, and it's like a lunchtime thing. People just go there to get lunch. Now, to Magic City's credit, they do have a pickup order too. So if you don't feel comfortable walking in, you can get it pickup. But uh, it is a known fact: certain establishments do have really good food. But there is a uh, a sense it's like, oh, stri- uh, you know, nah. I mean, it's normal. I, I I thought it was weird, but it is normalized in certain areas in Atlanta. Uh, Known for their uh, adult entertainment, do couple it up with amazing uh, food in their establishment. So, mm. not to tell on myself, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> copy that. Copy that. Yeah, I'm just makes saying. sense. Makes sense. So we letting Lou Williams off the hook. Yeah, we letting Lou Williams <laughs> off the hook. As much as I wanted to freaking see him on the timeline, I'm like, let him, let that man eat, man. I know that That's Disney food ain't that good, but I mean, it's good <laughs> to see the NBA. I get it. It's good to see the NBA back um, as a somewhat quasi distraction out of the nonsense, which I don't want to be too distracted, but right, right. Uh, just, you know, sports. I don't know how it's working because it seems like at one point every uh, official major league sport trying to come back seemed like it's kind of hard to prevent COVID. I mean, NBA seems to do it all right. Recently, they haven't had any COVID-related things happen, but um, NFL, baseball, Mar- what is it, the Marlins, they, they got like half their squad. 15 dudes. Got COVID? Yeah. 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 Cancel the season. Now, if the Yankees get it, the season over. Trust me. You know I believe saying? it. Ain't nobody going to no Florida Marlins games. I mean, the thing is, I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, the thing that makes, that, that doesn't make sense is why why would you do this and not have it in a bubble? Like, I think the NBA, to their credit, I, I mean, personally, I'm, I, I don't want any sports right now. Like, I'm just like, yo, I, this is not worth the risk that these dudes are taking just to entertain me. But, yeah. okay, fine. It's there. They're doing it the right way. Like, they're not endangering the guys. They're not endangering any of the staff. Like, once you're in, you're in. You can't have family. You can't have friends. Whoever you brought with you is, is in there, and they can't leave. Or if they leave, they can't come back. Or they're quarantined for 15 days or whatever the case may be. So they're doing it the right way. So what I don't get is with all the with with all the the fanfare around how the NBA did it, why would you not do the same thing and take the same precaution and follow their lead? Because MLB basically is just like, yeah, see, so, you know, you come back, we do spring, spring, spring training, and, you know, you'll quarantine for 15 or 14 days. And yeah, you know, it'll be fine. No, <laughs> no. Why would you let these guys run around and do whatever they're doing and be around whoever they want to be around and endanger 
everybody on their team and the opposing team. Because all one dude got to do is just clear his throat the wrong way. And everybody is mm-hmm. infected within, you know, a, a X amount of feet radius. So Sorry, I'm still looking at Magic City food. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> Telling Let it go, Cam. Let it go. Google is food. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's like what comedy is because, like, even in New York, like a lot of the strip clubs have like top chefs working there for some odd, strange reason. Hey, Amen. Don't blast me. And then there's, there's, you don't live here. Yeah, they're probably don't. don't they yeah, listen. Listen. <laughs> but you can get a good. You can get a good steak at a nice, fine establishment. This is true. This is no. Man, I, I, I'm. I got to get off this page, man. This is crazy. Food <laughs> <laughs> off the hood, and that's, that's like uh, I can't even I can't even imagine what the actual establishment provides, but the food. Chef's yeah, that's like that's like uh had lunch with Paul in San Francisco, and he went to was it Gold um, Gold Club, the Gold Club. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we're going to lunch here. I was like at a strip club. He's like, yeah, man, it's good. I'm like, really? <laughs> and I was skeptical, but the shit was good. <laughs> yeah, wow. Super uh, wild, but you know, NBA's okay. back. I don't know who's gonna win it. I hope I'm gonna win it. That's can we tear you away from the food cam? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm over it now. Okay, um, all right. NBA, NBA's back. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of weird to see. Um, yes. Wait, who who's the latest? Didn't is it Harden got it? Uh, I think he's Westbrook, fine. Westbrook. The latest, got it. Yeah, Westbrook got it. Westbrook but, uh, last dude. Last dude. But it's been mm. relatively clear. Um, but you know, I don't know who's gonna actually win and rooting for the Lakers, but there's probably like three or four teams that's got a real serious chance. But the way this has season has started, um, there's a lot of wild cards based on if anybody gets COVID during the playoffs, you know, and they're playing playoff game or excuse me, um uh, kind of tune up games. Mm-hmm. Oh you know word. what I'm saying? And then the playoffs will start and then, you know, we'll we'll see. It's anybody's game because you know, all that momentum and and Things that were happening during the actual season may or may not have gone, uh, have been lost on certain teams. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're having these tune-up games to get in rhythm, get back in kind of hoop shape with the limited time they have. So in all, I don't know who's going to win it. Um, there are some favorites. It's cool to see the basketball back. I wasn't tripping on it, but you know, whoever wins wins. If my team wins, it'd be sad and bittersweet because I can't go to the Laker parade. You know, COVID. But uh, I don't know. You know, oh. Speaking of who, fellow Nick fan in the chat, uh, I think Tom Thibodeau is going to be your new head coach. How do so you I think heard. about that? I, I I am maintaining my current status as boycotting the Knicks over <laughs> over. Uh, <laughs> Tell why you mad? Dolan's, Tell why you mad? Over James Dolan's nonsense during the height of the George Floyd protests and. Corporations doing the right thing, <sighs> coming out and saying, you know, Jeez. this this knucklehead was on some. I'm we're not quali- we're not more qualified than anyone else to comment. So they still on timeout. I don't know when I'm gonna get back to him. Great that Tom Thibodeau is, you know, working again. I guess, but you know, at this point, I'm real low on <laughs> real low on on the blue and orange right now. I, I feel honestly. We're gonna screw it up because we screwed up every other good coach we had. We're gonna screw it up. Like I'm also very low on them, so this is probably a bad time to ask. I have no enthusiasm. I have no. I have zero enthusiasm. I have zero good things to say. Um, 
yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm stop. Just, just <laughs> I have nothing positive to add. I'm sure if Ant was here, uh, he'd probably be like, "Yo, we going all the way. You don't understand. We got Tom Thibodeau. We going all the way." But we're not going all the way. We probably <laughs> won't even make the playoffs. Like I'm seriously, I'm really down on my squad right now because management. Uh, so, so in the the congressional ways, dude named Jamal Bowman, mm-hmm. he he be the established uh, Democrat. And so he's uh, he was on the Jesus and Mara show, and they were talking, you know, politics and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus was like, so, you know, I heard you're a Knicks fan. And Bowman gave a deep sigh. <laughs> and then he went on a 15-minute a, a rant that showed me that he is a legit Knicks fan. Because mm. <laughs> it was a mix of, of sadness slash frustration mm-hmm. Slash optimism slash pessimism. And it was like he went through all of the Knicks, like and again, as my I lived in New York for 15 years, I am Knicks fan adjacent. He went through all of the the, the Knicks emotions. It and like that actually made me like him more because I show the pain in his voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just talking about the Knicks, I was like, damn, you were in it. <laughs> Yeah. There's nothing that brings me complete joy by revisiting <laughs> that annual tradition of mine of looking at the YouTube sensation of the angry Nick fan every time. <laughs> I watch it once a year, and it brings me so much joy to see the constant vitriol this fan has for his beloved Knicks. And like, granted, I want to see the Knicks good again too, but there's like misery loves company type of deal, and I just like to see the Nick fans wallow. However, <sighs> shout out to Ant BX, uh, one of the original OG for the table of truth. Uh, he would have a lot to say on this about the the, the subject of the Nick because I love would his, be nonstop. Yeah, blanket optimism every year. It's like <laughs> we gotta be. I mean, I remember when he told me it's gonna be Zion, Katie, and Kyrie. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that conversation. And and and, and, uh, and, and to his credit, my team was doing a clown show, and so he said the Lakers worse than the Knicks. And I took, I said, Josh King, <laughs> tell this man, don't curse your team like that. Uh, I said this in the chat. Uh, you did. And I'm a witness. I'm a witness. And, you did say that. And the coward ain't been out since then. So. <laughs> Whatever. No, it, it's good though. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, like I, I said, it's it's one of those things. Again, as a as a Knicks adjacent fan, <sighs> I I do not know how they power through it year after year. It is a testament in in I don't know sadism or something because yo the, they give you no hope and no optimism year after year, but yet they still ride for him i'm like man that that you guys have shown me what true fandom is i mean I, <laughs> yeah I, I ride for the knicks no question but i think the i think dolan's remarks last month are a bridge too far as a black man i can't i can't co-sign mm. i can't do it it's a bridge too far and can and consider that i have been a knicks fan my entire life so i've been there for the high highs i've been there for the low lows and everything in between and yeah, man. If and they got this spice is the straw that broke the camel's back. 
They got Josh and Spike Lee to, to drop their Nick fandom. That's a big deal. <laughs> Word, they, that was, and see, and I think that was that was part of what edged me towards it because, like, how do you disrespect the mayor of the garden like that? Like, how do you how do you disrespect Spike Lee? Like, yeah, just, no, James right. Dolan. I, I don't know, man. I, I really they don't the, know. When they did the Oakley stuff, I was just like, wow. So no, but, really yeah, yeah, there was a series of things that just kind of has chipped away at, at my ability to be. To, to to be the usual hardcore stand that I am. Like I, I I will die on the orange and blue hill that is Nick's fandom, but I can't I can't I can't with that. I can't with that last one. That, you know, great they got Tom Thibodeau, but I, <laughs> I, can, I can barely put on my I can barely put on my Nick jersey in ninety degree weather. Like <laughs> It's one of the few tank tops I got. I can I can barely make myself put it on. <laughs> I mean, again, um, Nick's gonna Nick. <laughs> that is that is accurate. Well, you know, also too is in the like when the yeah back to Jesus Romero when they had Fat Joe and Jada Kids yes and they're watching the draft and you and you saw real time. I thought that was like the best snapshot of like Nick's fans. Because like the amount of hype and optimism, mm-hmm. and then the crushing defeat. <laughs> I mean, and Jada Kiss Yo, is pretty low key. Lo- Jada Kiss is a pretty low key dude. I've never seen him get up the way that he got up during that during the the during the draft. Watching mm. that, yeah, because in that segment, it was cold. Is that you guys missed not only missed out on Zion but Ja Morant? Yeah, thanks for that. I remember I was there. Thank you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> thanks for that. That's wild to me. <laughs> but you know what? Would you expect anything less? This is the Knicks. You no, expect no, the, the, no. the craziness. Y'all got played, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, they didn't cheat for y'all like they did for Ewing back in the day, but that's another conversation. For wow. Uh, <laughs> but y'all should have got, got one of the two picks. I felt like it was y'all year to get at least one of those two players. And they the NBA played y'all. That was uh, Adam Silver, right? Yeah, Adam yes, Silver. That was, that was I was going to say, I was going to say David Stern, but he isn't. He was the commission for a while after that. So, but I'm yeah, gonna, Adam see, Silver you, played, you know, yeah. I'm on hiatus because you know I'm, I'm day on timeout because that shot across the bow just now would have started a whole other line of argument. And and with that, we'll come to final words. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'll start off. No, don't worry, people. We're gonna have we're gonna have, we're gonna if 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 all of the sports gets their act together, which we don't think they will, but <laughs> we will have we'll have a special sports episode because there's a bunch of sports we didn't even talk about. But don't worry, we'll come back. We'll make sure. But yeah, final word, Cam, set it off. Um, just be safe in 2020. Um, self care, awareness, what's going on out there, and lastly. Uh, Rip John Lewis. Um, Indeed, didn't always. Yeah, I didn't always agree with his politics, the all of his politics. But he he was a he was a bad individual, man. He stood up for a lot and stood up for us. So rest in peace. And that's about it for me. Uh, uh, Josh, you got the final words. Piggyback on on uh, Cam's condolences to John Lewis. Definitely rest in peace. You know, we all stand on the shoulders of that man and people like him who 
man got his skull split open for crying out loud during a protest and and kept going and like that wasn't like his last protest on some yo that's enough for me i'm i'm out um and has been an example of what you're supposed to do with your platform once you like once you ascend and you reach a certain level of uh of notoriety um so definitely rest in peace to him and i guess my other final word is um yeah james dolan i'm gonna choke you if i run into you in the street like like seriously you're just killing me you're killing nicks you're killing everything i love and i never thought i'd agree with spike lee but i'm 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 with the dude man i'm with him i'm with him like this is and Ant is gonna have to cheerlead for 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 for, for both of us for all of us you see what <laughs> nicks has done to my boy <laughs> Got him opening up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sharing, sharing all kinds um, of wild feelings. <laughs> gonna be all right, brother. It's gonna be all right. Uh, safe space. Uh, yeah, I know. You need to have know. like a Nick special, dude. Just next, just a just Nick special. Everybody can just have a nice circle. And everybody talk about their feelings, <laughs> and we can all have it over some Magic City wings. <laughs> exactly. Well played. Well played. Um. Yeah, my final word is, hey, folks, you know, stay healthy. Um, This month has been a very testy and uh, trying month for me. So I've figured out that uh, I think I need to, it was was good to hear. It was good. This was a good month in terms of a lot of the stuff that was the ups and downs, but then also persevering through those ups and downs and making sure that things would still come out on top. So holding to my my try to chew, hold on tightly, let go lightly mantra. Um, definitely learned a lot, and it was always a good thing. So in general, hey man, you know, got got you might have some uh, some uh, little ripples in those waves, but keep on keep on moving, keep on moving. I'm in that. Amen. Bonus bonus uh, yeah, final word. Shout out to Beyonce releasing yet another movie on Disney Plus. At the end of the month. <laughs> See, y'all lucky I didn't go on my Hamilton route. I'm going to leave that for another day. Mm. <laughs> purposely didn't bring that up yep. on purpose. Mm. I, I purposely <laughs> didn't do it myself. But since Disney came, Plus came on, that triggered me. Whatever. <laughs> Catch me my on fault. Facebook for the fade. My, my fault. My fault, man. I'm sorry I brought that up. <laughs> uh, I, I should have I left Disney Plus alone uh... altogether. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cam. I know we still got to do our um, what we've we been watching during the COVID. oh yes yes coming soon the right. the 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 table of truth binge list mm. yeah that's actually gonna be a good one because there's a lot of stuff that we've been all been and the rocking. list keeps growing <laughs> it does we're it still does. home it... <laughs> 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 we might as well do the summer one and then come back for the fall and do a fall one too just because that's that's we're not you know we're not going. To. I was yeah. gonna say, are we gonna have a second wave table of truth binge? <laughs> what do you mean second wave? It's the first wave. We haven't we haven't even finished the first wave. First wave came back like Jordan with the full five. Oh yeah, true. fair, fair, so, fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thanks for everybody for listening and all that good stuff. The table of truth and we out later. Peace. Peace.